Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Manchester United Redcast is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello, welcome, good evening, good morning, wherever you are in the world. My name is Chris Curley and welcome to the Manchester United Redcast. Backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Bet £5, get £20, bet free if you deposit a fiver. Ladbrokes will add another 20 to your account. You can get this offer by following the link at bet.unitedredcast.com. Now that's out of the way, I'm allowed to say hello to our man in Manchester, Robert Meakin. Robert, long time, no speak. Yeah, good evening, how are you? Well, do you want to know about my root canal? Oh, should I ask? Should it, I ask? I swear, <laughs> I, it is so... Oh, good cocodamol and paracetamol is, I swear, last week was just horrendous. Um, and I'm glad now that I've only got two sessions of root canal to look forward to. It's pretty... I'm not sure what would be more painful, that or watching Louis van Gaal, Man United side. Yeah, you, yeah ex- exactly. I, that, that's, that, that's, a, that's a close one, I've got to admit. But, it is, isn't uh, it? Yeah, that, I, was, I, that was painful, wasn't it, really? Yeah, Pretty much. But still, you're still, you're still, you're coming to the final hurdle of this, and at least, at least, you've had some nice performances. We have, boys. And, and, at least, it makes it a bit of anaesthetic. We, we definitely, definitely have kind of knocked me out. Just one bit of advice for those listeners listening out there that um, just don't have root canal, avoid it. So less wine gums and less less self-loathing would be my advice. <laughs> uh, and you might just stay out of the dentist chair for a little bit. It has been uh, a couple of good weeks. I mean, it's been too easy, hasn't it? Well, yeah, I'm delighted. I didn't think when you know, think about going to Moscow, you never associate easy with going to Moscow normally, do you? But my goodness, I mean, that was a fantastic performance, fantastic result. Not, not on a gay uh, wedding, for sure. That's, that no, <laughs> definitely not I mean, to Moscow. No, 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 exactly. I thought they, you know, I, I, I thought it was a ruthless performance, really encouraging. Yeah, but so, CSKA I mean, I, played like, but CSK played like they had an accumulator on. I mean, yeah, I know, I know, they were awful. They were. But, I mean, have you seen a worse performance from a European side? I'm not sure I, I have. I know, I know, but I'm still relieved to get out of the place with a with a four one win. However, whatever the circumstances, I, I think it was just a great, great 
outcome for us and the most in theory at least the most difficult fixture i mean if that is it good god no it, quite quite um, possibly i mean i think what was i mean let's let's look at the positives of csk last week and it was like watching united in the old days for me I mean, it was kind of all over in the first 20 minutes with some ruthless clinical finishing. I mean, they were pretty much gift-wrapped, but let's not knock it. We play in such a way that that's how um, opposing teams are playing against us at the moment, right? Yeah, and we we have to take some credit for it. Yes, they were awful, but were were Manchester United capable of doing that against the team last season or the season before? Probably not. So I think we still have to take some credit for really punishing them the way we did because I, I think 18 months ago we could have still ended up with a one-all draw absolutely and i mean i think overall somebody asked me how would you describe the football we're playing at the moment comparing it to what they're doing over the road in the in the noisy neighbors and for me i'd call it dismissive football it's kind of we, we don't care what you do whatever you do we don't care about because we can do what we do. There's pace, there's mm. power, we keep the ball. And it's kind of just very dismissive of the opposition at the moment. I think the biggest danger for us is complacency. Yeah, and we've, um, you're right. When, when Manchester United have been weaker, we have been more preoccupied with you know, stopping star players and other teams, you know, like some Manchester City and Chelsea, like when, when we played against Chelsea with Ed and Hazard that time. I wonder now, as you say, sort of a year on, we're a lot more self-assured. We've got a game plan, but it's not one set game plan. It's evolving all the time, which is great. Squad rotation is really strong. We do have a bit of a swagger and an arrogance about us, which is absolutely excellent. Obviously, far meaner tests on the way. But, it's, but the psychology of the team just looks really good and upbeat. Not surprised when you look at our goal difference and the current record. But I'd say, when you think how far this team has travelled under Jose over the last year, they deserve to be congratulated, albeit early in the season that it is. They do, but I, you know, it's only what I expect of a Man United side. It's only what I expect the way we should play and where we should keep these clean sheets and let nobody near us. Decide, you know, of our arrogant history and all our money, quite frankly, we should be beating teams 4-0. And I think we'll come on to that yeah. in the second half of the podcast about the yeah. state of the Premier League at the minute and who we're playing. But you're right, we haven't really played anyone yet. I think the, I think the thing that, if I'm reading between the lines and trying to find something to criticise, it is that mm. sense of complacency. I look at Mkhitaryan and the way Jose reacts to him, the way he keeps giving the ball away, but he is trying things. And I just, yeah. I just worry, though, that there is that sense that this is all too easy and that's going to come and bite us very soon. That is a concern, and it, we uh, we know I mean, that those those tests are going to be on the horizon, and that, and that will be the leveller. I mean, if we if if we're, if we're still winning at that point, we know we've got we're serious about uh, this season. But that's why we can't get too carried away at this stage. The old adage you, know, you can only beat what's been in front of you. I, and I know I understand all that. We've done it very very well. But a Manchester City, a Chelsea, a Tottenham Hotspur, they're very different propositions in, in this Premiership. Never mind what we could be facing in the Champions League. So the, the, the tests are ahead. We should be very pleased right now, but we should still be cautiously optimistic, I think, about how, how the Premiership is going to carve out for us. We've got a long, long way to go. And we haven't missed Pogba, yet we've seen people like no. Ma- uh, the marvellous Martial and the marvellous mm. Marcus. Maybe there's an M&M thing mm. we could do there. We could like, get onto <laughs> that. Look at the M&Ms go. Uh, yeah. You know, they've stepped up. We haven't missed Pogba. And then, obviously, that's been, um, that's been great to watch, hasn't it? It has been. I love. I mean, I'm a big fan of both those players because though they aren't the finished product, and people can get a bit down on them sometimes when they've been misfiring. They are quality. I like. I think Mourinho's used them in a really cute way as well. They're the, he sort of, they're, 
resting one, using the other. They've both they've both been absolutely deadly down that left hand side in the, in the last couple of games. Obviously, Rashford at the uh, at the weekend, Martial over in Russia. I mean, both performed they were absolutely excellent. So, and it's really good to see they're they're in form, and also that they're among the goals. I think they're around. I think I'm right in saying around five each. And that's great to have them as the second tier goal scorers while Lukaku is the real goal scoring machine going through the centre for us to be successful we need Marshall and Rashford to be on the score sheet regularly and they've just they've just matured and I think I think it's quite a credit to Jose and the coaching staff they've looked after them well you know Marie uh, Marshall we've had real concerns about you know he's going you know had many an off day particularly last season but hopefully he's now been you know steered through that tricky period hopefully going to see more consistency from him Rashford just looks really happy to be playing. He looks so confident. I know Rashford just Palace. reminds me of Ronaldo. I'm, I, yeah, said, yeah. I know that's a big statement, but he reminds me in so many ways when he's out wide in early Ronaldo round oh four five five six six seven early Ronaldo. Just his confidence. He's willing to take the ball. Yeah. The way he moves. The way he takes a free kick. The way he crosses the ball. The way he finishes. There are just glimpses that this guy is special. And he's young. Yeah. I mean, he's still 20. And uh, yeah. I think the, the the Martial being there will push each other. They'll bring the best out of each other just in the way that the R&R of Rooney and Ronaldo helped them each other out and made them better um, 10, 12 years ago. The same can be true of Martial and Rashford. Yeah, and again, it's something we didn't have last season. Yes, they were there, but we know they had both of them had a pretty tricky season. So we didn't have that dynamic going on. So to have that level of competition between two very young and now extremely informed players is brilliant for the morale of the team. And you see, you put alongside that Lukaku, who's just, you know, who, who's scoring for fun at the moment. And then you think that Zlatan, the return of Zlatan is on the horizon at some point. It looks good. It looks good. Our options going forward look very, very good. There are goals. And Mkhitaryan, yes, sometimes in fits and starts, but also... Yeah, being pretty pivotal with some of the performances recently. And don't you just love the way Martial takes a penalty? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy's going, get out of my, just, just, why are we bothering? I'm just going to score. That's his attitude yeah, when yeah, he steps yeah, yeah. up. It's like, yep, yeah, all right, this is, I'm scoring now. Thanks very much. Move on. There's no doubt. I don't feel any doubt when he takes it. It's no. nice to see because for quite some time, we've always been very nervous about who takes the penalties. Yeah. And um, I think it's probably a good you know, psychological thing as well because... I know you could argue, well, Luka- I know Lukaku obviously missed that one. But yeah, as he's, as he's the main marksman, there'd be an argument that he should be taking penalties. But I think the Martial, just again for his confidence, that he's getting among the goals, he's, you know, via penalties as well. I think it's just good for his mindset. And again, he looks like a player who needs to be nursed a bit in terms of his confidence. I think that just all helps at saying that you're the designated penalty taker when you're on the field. I think that does make a difference. And obviously it keeps his goal tally up. We're going to talk more about Martial possibly and his uh, potential to win the Ballon d'Or and the future fixtures. We've got some away games coming up, so join us in a moment after these commercial messages. The Manchester United Redcast is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back to the Manchester United Redcast with me, Chris Curley, and on the phone all the way from... Manchester is Robert Meakin. Robert, we were talking about the Marshall Rashford conundrum, but there are other players who deserves who deserve recognition. I think no more so than Ashley Young. I've got to say, and I have been a, a detractor of the you know the fastest man from Watford on a number of occasions. Isn't that Lewis Hamilton? I, 
Yeah, that's right. You're right. Yeah, the second fastest. Second fastest man, man right. is Ashley Young. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was. Um, but I have to say, I always think surely it's yeah. The end of every season, I think surely this is the end. He's on his way. All credit to the man. He's a real survivor. And well, he's not just a survivor. He's become a really important part of our squad. I mean, you play him right back, head. left back, right wing left back, left wing back. Now, why he dream, isn't it? He should have made the England squad this year. They they picked someone else, didn't they? This week, rather. They pick someone else. I yeah. mean, I think Ashley can like make him if he can play all season and stay fit. He's got an outside chance of making that World Cup squad because of his versatility. Surely. Well, oh, goodness! And when you look frankly at some of the England options, it's all almost be rather insulting if he doesn't make it. But I, I have to say, he's shown a real sort of brain, you know, and, and adaptability to you know, get to move, be moved around the park the way he has done to do a good, intelligent job, which he does regularly. Um, I have, I, and he's actually been, you know, he's, he's been a key. Performer yeah, over the last couple of games. But so here's, I, I, here's the thing: that means for Luke Shaw, though, it's 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 got to be a worry because he's got Blind, yeah. Young, uh, Damian. I'd argue right now, even Rojo's in, a, a, ahead of him, and he's only got one leg. Yeah, uh, well, we'll see. Uh, uh, I mean, I noticed Rio Ferdinand was yeah, his explanation was well, Mourinho is testing him or whatever he's doing. He's not playing him presently, and he doesn't trust him. We know that's been a tricksy. But he didn't come on. In the, he, he didn't come on in that League Cup game uh, the other uh, week and looked like he wanted it, and he didn't look fit. He looked a bit heavy. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I've met him. He's not the sharpest of lads. You know, you wouldn't uh, put him in for yeah. a maths test. Put it that way. Yeah. And I, I just yeah. feel his days are numbered. And the best we could possibly do, I think, is get him fit for January. And who wouldn't be too surprised if there was a swap deal on the cards with Danny Rose? I would not be oh, surprised. Oh, that's very, that's very possible with Rose having you know, very publicly expressed his desire to come north again. But also, I, the romantic in me still likes the idea that we, we get that sort of great, raw, bursting talent back that Luke Shaw was, and we signed him, essentially. I mean, it's been interrupted by misfortune and you know, poor form and judgment on his part at times as well. Uh, it, it, ain't saying, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. It's over. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a sure thing that Shaw will not be picked by Jose Mourinho. Yeah. It just no. won't be. It's just now it's a now it's a position I think of getting him fit enough, getting him sharp enough, so you can make a few quid on him. I mean, he's only twenty one. Yeah. Danny Rose is twenty seven, twenty eight. So yeah, you're selling yeah. a lot of potential, and you're not you know yeah. the money you spend on Danny Rose. Well, that's just going to go, um, and you're not going to see that back. But you are probably going to get arguably certainly the best left back in the country, maybe top three yeah. on the continent playing and that, yeah. that area of the pitch you know we've talked about before we can be a bit more dynamic but the way Marshall and Rashford they don't need an overlapping fullback at the moment because they're attacking okay. the fullback so but uh, trust me come come 2018 we're going to need to use those spaces when it becomes in the big games when yeah. people work out how to put a screener in front of Lukaku and stuff like that we're going to get around the back a bit better which is something City have been doing really well getting around the back mm-hmm. of teams and you look amount of goals that yeah. have come from crosses they're going to miss Mendy. And it's going to come down to those fine details as the season progresses. Because I think we can tell from seven or eight games in, it's quite clear there's a massive gap in the Premier League. There certainly is at the moment. There, there, there really is. I mean, you see the way City have been demolishing teams as well. And it has been, it, 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 it sort of, it's gone back on itself, hasn't it? Because there was that adage in recent years, well, every team's capable of beating the other team. And suddenly at the moment you think, well, actually, no, that is just not I think it's rubbish. I honestly yeah. think it's rubbish. You look out at the top six. Now, you can say the top six sides um, are playing really well and play good football and they've got the best strikers, but the rest of them, any of them, could have got relegated. Any of them. Yeah. 
and, and any of them could finish sixth, quite frankly, pretty much. Maybe not Palace, but the rest, they're all much of a muchness. Mm. And I'm really, I mean, we pay a lot of money, £1,200 if you play um, all for the TV. That doesn't, yeah. that doesn't include all your tickets and your travel and all the rest of it. But to yeah. sit in your armchair and watch it costs you £1,200 a, a mm. year, probably. Well, for nine months, actually. Well, yeah, a year. Nine months, that's how they get you. Um, and the standard is just so defensive. Everybody sits back. Everybody plays counter-attacking football. Five at the back. Five yeah. at the back. They say it's three. It's not. It's five. It's five, yeah. And, yeah. you know, they don't play two up front. They play one behind. They hit them on the break. I mean, if you were a West Boring. Brom, so boring. I mean, I am so over it. I don't expect, like, the, the lower-league teams at the moment to try and beat the top-legged teams because there's no chance. The teams are just no, too I powerful don't... and the squads are too big and they've got a bit more depth. But but aside from that, it's the ambition of the other 14 clubs in the league. The ambition yeah. even between themselves to try and win the game is poor. You watch, um, was it West Brom at the weekend? On the, I mean, dear, how, how often are West Brom at the end of match of the day? I mean, you, you, yeah. you can stay longer in the pub if you're a West Brom fan <laughs> and go on well, for the I, last I, 10 I, minutes because chances are you'll be at the end. Survival. I know. I watched. I watched part of Everton Burnley yesterday. I'm never going to get that time back. You know, that again was no. Boring. But even for and your fantasy league sides, so low. even for your fantasy league sides, and that's the bit of fun about who scored that or who passed that yeah, assist. Yeah. It's a load of rubbish. Why is it? Like, yeah. Why is that, Robert? Why? Why do you think that is? I don't know because we say we're told. Obviously, there's so much money is coming. We know that now that the actual reach. Yes, if you're a team like Stoke City or West Brom, you can get some, in theory, some bloody good players from the continent just because of the economic power of the Premiership. But look so at the players that average, I don't quite understand. Two words: Deli Ali, right? Yeah. Harry Winks. There's Tom Davis. Yeah. Calvert Lewin. All these young English players have got the quality to play. Yeah, they have. But they're not giving you the opportunities properly, and that's not, that's that's twas ever thus. But the fact that these players, yeah. like Deli Ali, has played 150 games in the lower leagues, makes him the Premier League player. That he's hard, and he's really 25 years old. He's not 20, mm-hmm. 21. He's 25 in football experience, and I think you know that's great. But the rest of the teams have no ambition, and this obsession with useless statistics that is dominating media, football coverage. Ah, haven't oh, they've only won one game in October. Harry Kane never scores in August. Who cares? doesn't matter it does not matter it is it is totally ruining the experience for me at the moment all this um he only runs 10.5 kilometers he does this it's this football manager fifa watching way of football is forgetting Mm. the emotion the color and the experience and the passion of the game it's being completely sanitized I also say, yeah, and you think about the, the, the premiership, the way it's inevitably hyped, and people say it might technically be the best league in the world, but it's the most exciting. I'd question that presently, actually, judging by some of the games. But also, you think, we're only talking about, season before last, when Leicester City uh, won the league. It now seems, that again, seems an absolute pipe dream that that could happen. As you say, when you talk about that group of teams, no, and, and that's, you know, five. and Leicester... Well, that that is the best sporting story there ever was and yeah, like, probably ever will absolutely. be. But you know, yeah. other things have to happen and the other six teams were all going through a transition phase of where they were with their squads. There was yeah. a there was a, a lackadaisical attitude to it. It was all pretty much safe. You know, United had dropped off for quite some time. City with Pellegrini yeah. dropped off. Liverpool were trying to go up again after Rodgers. Um, Tottenham were really coming through, but they were inexperienced. Arsenal, yeah. well, they're Arsenal. 
So I, Chelsea did a usual self-destruct. And, and, and that Chelsea time. did yeah, one yeah. season on, one season off. Yeah, for the last yeah, four years. Yeah. So it's yeah. um, perfect time for Leicester. But I guarantee you, you went back and looked at the rest of the games and the rest of the clubs and the the, the other fourteen teams or the other thirteen, twelve teams at mm. the time. I mean. I'm just, maybe I've watched too much. Maybe I watched too much. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong. But I, I'm worried about the state of football. And I think there's two reasons for it. I think one, the way we want managers sacked after three games of not winning. I mean, Kuman's going through it now is ridiculous, which mm-hmm. forces managers to play defensively because yep. they haven't got the kahunas to go for it, for sure. And and the second and the bigger picture of that, of course, is is the risk of falling out of the league because the money's so great. And you, I mean, I look at um, I watched Sheffield Wednesday, uh, Leeds yesterday. Yeah. Great game. Those two clubs should yeah. be in the Premier League. I don't want yeah. the likes of Bournemouth and Watford and Burnley. I don't. I'm, I'm not being. Oh, the little teams can't progress. Yes, they can. But those clubs with those fan bases should be doing better, and it would bring better quality into oh, the league and more I, ambition. I would, love to, I would love to have the old enemy Leeds United coming back. And you've, as, as United fans, you've generally missed them. They are like an, an, an old adversary, basically. They have, they have some great battles with them over the years. I tell you, and my, you do want the, big, you want the big clubs back like that. Absolutely. I think have, that adds, have you got a favourite memory of playing Leeds United? I have. Uh, it was when, it was early 90s, and uh, when Ryan Giggs burst onto the scene, and was it Mel Sterling playing at fullback? For oh, Ellen Cup? Road, League Cup. Was it that yeah, one? Yeah, and when, basically, yeah. And we worked out pretty quickly and fairly obviously that this knackered old fullback could not handle the teenager gigs. Hmm. And Brian Robson just blatantly, all he did was just lob the ball up in the air onto the left hand side, just to gigs, who just completely tore him apart. So that would certainly have to be among my. Uh, I mean, that Leeds United rivalry is fearsome. I made the mistake once of wearing a United shirt in the middle of Leeds City Centre. And oh, got, no, no, and no, got no, shouted no, at no, for two minutes, right, no. by a man in a white van, and I quickly decked into yeah. back to go and yeah. cover myself up. I was, it was a stupid mistake. I was very young and inexperienced. Yeah. I think my favourite Leeds United memory was probably ninety one, ninety two season at home. I think it was the first season Schmeichel was in goal, and the game finished one one. A Lee Chapman header in about the seventy odd minute or something. Mm. I got them the equaliser, but the PA announcer during the game went, um, "Bing bong." Would the owner of car G321XDB please return to your car because it's on fire? <laughs> and then and then literally a minute later, bing bong, or would the owner of car CNE439Y please return to your car because it's next to it? And, <laughs> and that's that's been my it's the kind of game where your car gets set on fire. And I miss all that. That doesn't happen anymore. Um, yeah. we've got the international break so we're going to be off I think for a week or so um, yeah. while that happens but away days beckon for us in October with trips to yeah. Benfica Huddersfield Swansea in the League Cup but before all that it's the biggest game in the season for me it's Liverpool mm. Anfield yeah talk about northern rivals that's the ultimate one and I know for probably fans of a certain generation, it, it might that might have dimmed now that idea that Liverpool Manchester United is the biggest game. But certainly for me, it, it still remains the hottest fixture of them all because they have just been our most bitter rivals for, for so many years. I, I remember being a fan through the 1980s, try being a fan of Manchester United in the 80s as a kid with likes of Ian Rush in their pomp and Liverpool being dominant. We were just we were we at that time were a cup side. Don't mention that name. That man's name in my company. Yeah, Ian exactly. Rush ruined so, my childhood. Oh, same here. And many I'm others. Terrified of him. 
and they were they were of course a fantastic side at the time Liverpool thankfully declined I, I, by, I by think, the 90s well it's 27 years we should not we should not stop reminding them it's 27 years since they've won the league oh at least remind us it's going to I be mean, 28 a, they've gone so longer I, I than my mate, my yeah, mate, we call him the squirt for reasons that he tried to squirt Tom Cruise in the face with uh, an object yeah. that he probably shouldn't have done. So we call him yeah. the squirt. And he, um, he, he, he owes me 100 quid because we had this bet about, I don't know, 12 years ago that mm. it would go longer for Liverpool to win the league than it did for United between 60, 67 and Seven. 93. Yeah. So um, he won't be listening to this because he's a Liverpool fan, but um, he should mm. be paying me up. Another friend of mine suggested that Philippe Coutinho was more of a poor man's Benito Carbone. Will you agree with that? <laughs> no. I don't know. There was a good a couple of games where Carbone was, you know, little little fella, curl one in the top corner. It's Coutinho better, oh, yeah. isn't he? He's the man to worry about, isn't he? I think I think he is, exactly. I, I would say he is. I mean, it seems a pretty patchy Liverpool side, and obviously very beatable. Careful, one. don't jinx it. Flimsy at the no, no, I'm not going to. And I was, I was about to say, my caveat there is that what I have learned from watching Manchester United Liverpool for all these all these years, it often really doesn't matter where you are in the table with a derby like this. I mean, Liverpool—it's the best game they could wish for for their arch enemies to arrive in their backyard when they're playing with fits and starts. What would give their, their a season a boost? Nothing more than beating Manchester United. And yeah, you know, it, 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 we just—it'll it, be going into a completely different atmosphere that the United players have experienced you know, this season so far. Going to Anfield. Is, is, is an extremely difficult assignment at the best of times. And because United have had such an easy run so far, it may actually be a bit of a culture shock being thrown back into that sort of cauldron. Well, it's definitely the uh, first test of the season for us. I think it's a lunchtime kickoff, which is always tricky eating pasta at Oh, yeah. Oh, it's bouncy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Jose will be very pragmatic. I'd like to see him go for it much more than he did last year. Because um, we remember oh, we played like Absolutely. we had like six yeah. at the back last year, and it was like no real way of, of playing football really from a United point of view. But I understood why he did it at the time. I'd like to see him go for it a little bit more. I think he's got the players to go go for it a little bit more. Let's hope they all come back safe from international duty, mm-hmm. including uh, the new Pele, or as I call him, Fele. Um, thank you, Marwan Fellaini, for entertaining us the past month. <laughs> and um, we, we're, I'm enjoying watching him play football now. He's, he looks like he's done his GCSEs, and now he's like really good at A levels. I have to say, and again, I'm even more so than Ashley Young. He was a player I, had, I have to admit, I've wished away more than once. But I hold my hands up and say that Mourinho has called that right. Yes, he cost us dear at times last season. With really, yeah, you know, he's crazy decisions is conceding penalties it was just absolutely infuriating you never see, doubted he was a really good pro but he's just oh i doubted that oh i doubted very effect- that they're using them really effectively at the minute that, i think it's, it's worked says, very very well who says jose does not improve players he's even making phil oh, jones look absolutely. like a center back he really is and i think he does have to take the credit for the this i probably the way that ashley young is playing as we mentioned earlier i think he is just uh the way he sort of coached them and given them the brief that he'll give them seems to have worked. And Fellaini, I'll be, I'll be honest, I, I'm not sort of you know thrilled by the idea that Marion Fellaini is going to be at the heart of our midfield for the next five years. But at the same time, I, as I say, I take my house off and say he's doing a great job for us at the moment. He's doing everything that's supposed to be on the tin. He's useful. I, I think of you as the Marion Fellaini of this podcast, Robert. Go on, why do you got to please explain that before I run away? <laughs> oh, no, I'll, I'll let you work that out and our listeners, and I'll give you the answer next time I'm back on. That's like a tease, right? That's why they'll come yeah, back, yeah. right? I'm purely using it for commercial purposes. Um, Robert, thanks again for talking to us. Let's hope all our United players come back safe 
from the international break. Um, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. And remember one more thing. Come on, you Reds. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at unitedredcast.com. The Manchester United Redcast is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.